Is it okay if I sum up the rest of the evening in a quick paragraph? Nothing earth-shattering happened on that first night, but emotionally, I was overwhelmed. It's just that discussing the profound feelings that resurface from inside my heart is difficult. That sensation of feeling him hold me in his arms after seven months apart is priceless. And when he whispered to me from behind that he had missed my perfume, I have absolutely no idea how to describe the way this made me feel. He told me to stop walking so he could smell my neck. I was transported to the past in that moment. I could close my eyes and imagine us together in France, hopelessly in love. We kissed each other passionately, and when the conversation lost its trail, we just stared into each other's eyes and got lost, remembering all of the moments we had shared together. The waiter at the cafe we stopped at brought him a coffee with a foam heart. It was perfect. He never left my side. He never let go of my waist. We could barely walk three meters before stopping to taste each other's lips. I felt like a hopeless romantic, but I don't know how else to talk about this. I forgot about all of the other guys and forgot about the entire hot mess of shenanigans I had gotten involved in back home. Seeing him was surreal. It was a dream. And he took so many pictures. Oh my God, so many pictures. He always did that. He wanted to cherish these moments and have something to hold on to for the future. To this day, I have yet to meet someone like that. He wasn't afraid to show me how much he loved me. He wanted to document everything between us. Seven months was not long enough for us to erase the feelings we had. All I wanted was to roam the city all night with him. I didn't want to go home. I didn't want to start school in Italy. I didn't want the sun to rise. Nothing else mattered but him. Despite these wonderful romantic thoughts of mine, I needed to drop back down to reality and I really did have to get home to my aunt's house at a certain point. In order to wrap things up and put out the romantic spark that had been fluttering all night, I did what I knew best. I gave him a quick hand job in the park to satisfy the physical needs and immediately hopped onto the metro. I couldn't wait to get home and wash my hands for a good solid 10 minutes. But a girl's gotta do what a girl's gotta do, you feel? Looking back on it now, that initial evening was one of the most magical nights of my life. Unpacking all of my personal emotions is also super bizarre. I have so much more clarity about the situation today, of course, but I truly don't wish that things had gone differently. Being a little in the dark and a little naive is kind of exhilarating. After all, he was only in Milan for three days, so I didn't have much time to overthink everything. The first evening had gone well, and on the following day, we had planned to meet up in the center of the city and then head back to his Airbnb. So you know what that means. Yep, the moment that I had been training for was finally here. Oddly enough, I wasn't nervous at all. I was just ridiculously impatient and eager. I remember not being able to think about literally anything else for the entire morning. We had agreed to meet up at the same spot as the night before around noon. My ex wanted to grab something to eat before escaping to the Airbnb, but there was no way in hell I was going to chow down an entire pizza before having sex. No thank you, sir. There were definitely several magical remnants lingering from the previous night, but I had already surpassed the initial phase of bliss and was beginning to enter a state of uncontrollable horniness. Watching him eat that fucking pizza was kind of painful. I just prayed that he would remember to brush his teeth before we got down and dirty. Spoiler alert, he didn't, but I suppose that's meant for you. Approximately one hour after his lunch, we had arrived at our destination. It was a secluded building right outside of Milan's city center, and it had a really rustic architectural vibe. But I was definitely not expecting the inside of the room to be as extravagant as it was. 
I low-key think my ex booked a fucking sex layer. There was an electric fireplace in one of the walls. The lights were lightly tinted red. The bed was in the shape of a giant circle and had what looked like a hundred fluffy pillows decorating it. The walls were all made of stone. I swear the bathroom sink was made of glass. And there was a mirror covering the entire ceiling. Like, the entire fucking ceiling. Why? Well, Adriana... It's a good thing you came prepared, otherwise you would have probably exploded from the pressure. It took me a second to take in the environment we had just entered. I wanted the lights to be as dim as possible. Mostly because the redness was giving me a headache, but also because I didn't know how to get rid of the surprised and frightened look on my face. The place was super overwhelming. While my ex was in the bathroom, I came to the conclusion that the pillows were going to be a bit of an unnecessary obstacle, so I threw some behind the bed to clear out some space. And not gonna lie... That mirror was freaking me out even more every second. We wasted almost no time in getting straight to business. I aggressively turned off the playlist my ex had put on and started the one I had compiled specifically for this moment. We were going to do things my way. We ripped each other's clothes off. No, I'm serious, he actually tore my favorite pair of tights, but it's fine, whatever. I threw him on the bed because I really can't stand the whole foreplay thing, and we were off. But perhaps I should have let that play out a little longer because once we were on the bed, about 10 seconds had passed before he penetrated me. Oh, and the very best part is that once he found his way to the rabbit hole, he had already come. So, now what? At this point, I was lying on my back on the bed, staring up at myself in the mirror ceiling. It was an odd sight. Here I am completely losing the passion and lust due to my disappointment. And here's this dude that I never had a sexual relationship with just giving it his all to try and make up for the early arrival. My face was completely expressionless. What was I doing here? Did I really just wait seven months for ten seconds in bed with this guy? Who comes this quickly? Also, whose idea was it to put this mirror here? This is really not a pleasant image. We ended up having sex a total of five times that afternoon, and yeah, not much else to tell. I feel like I have writer's block or something right now, but I know that it's probably just due to the fact that reminiscing about this shit puts my brain into overdrive. I am forcing myself to relive these situations from my past, and then forcing myself to not just talk about them, but share them in a way that is fun and entertaining. Which I doubt it really is. Plus, I just genuinely have little to no commentary about sex with my ex. There's really nothing too exciting to say. You want to know the awful truth? It was bad. Okay, there I said it. It was fucking disappointing. That whole thing about sex being better when you have feelings for the other person was not exactly clicking with me at that moment. I wanted so badly to believe what my mother had ingrained into my brain. Love is the secret ingredient for great sex. No, wrong, wrong. Great sex is the ingredient for great sex. Okay, well, that makes even less sense, but whatever. The point of the matter is that I felt unfulfilled and thoroughly unsatisfied. Three hours in bed with you and I cannot seem to recall one enjoyable moment? Huge red flag. You would think that after three hours of fooling around I would be tired, hungry, and sore. But I was far from it. I felt relatively empty and let down. I tried to make up for the lack of physical connection by engaging in some sentimental post-sex conversation. But that was quickly shut down when I realized what time it was. The clock on the stone wall of the Airbnb was still one hour behind, and I needed to be home for dinner with my relatives by 7 p.m. 
According to the dumbass clock, it was 5.30 p.m., but when my ex opened his phone to show me a song, I realized that it was actually 6.30 p.m. Why can't people just update their clocks? We would all spare ourselves so much embarrassment. I frantically sprung up from the bed and ran to the bathroom. We had to go. He groaned in annoyance and slowly lifted himself off from one of the thousands of pillows filling the room. I remember getting ready way quicker than him since I actually had consequences to face upon my arrival, so I grabbed the car keys and said I would just wait for him in the car while he contemplated which cologne he should spray on to cover up the stench of cum. Ew, just take a fucking shower. I already felt out of sorts and unsatisfied after that experience, so being alone in the car waiting for him gave my mind more time to generate fucked up thoughts. I just wanted to feel like I had connected with him on another level, but it wasn't there. I came to the realization that the whole past semester had been the build-up to what I had just experienced. I had such high expectations going into this that I lost sight of the insignificance that it actually represented for me. Sex wasn't going to be the closure to our relationship, even though I might have seen it that way. Here's some more of the awful truth. Sex with him that day ended up convincing me that we weren't compatible. It convinced me that he couldn't give me what I wanted. He couldn't satisfy me. I didn't get that sugar rush with him. How fucking anticlimactic, though. Yeah, despite these unfortunate truths, I didn't want to accept the fact that my new year was getting off to a rough, disappointing start. This addiction to drama and satisfaction led me to start talking out of my ass, saying how I would never stop loving him, and how I cared so much about him, blah blah blah. I am a huge bullshitter when it serves me the most. At this particular moment in time, I don't think it was entirely necessary for me to try and inflate my emotions for him. But I guess I was just searching for answers. Like, the confusion in my brain and my body had hit an all-time high. So I talked senselessly for a little, and he gave me shitty responses and comments while we drove through traffic back to my aunt's apartment. The worst part was that the shittier his responses were, the more bullshit that flooded out of my mouth. Every time he made a comment, I felt even less satisfied. Post-sex convo that day was not very constructive or helpful. Thankfully, we arrived with about five minutes to spare, which gave us time to establish our meeting place for the following day. It would be his last day in Milan. It would be our last day together. It would be the last time I saw him. Je pas te mentir, j'ai pas maté tes choses. T'es la plus fraîche si tu veux mon avis. Vas-y, prends mon tel. Quand tu veux, t'appelles. Je serai à l'hôtel. Dans un nuage de fumée. Je te vois derrière les vitres teintées. Ce soir, je vais quitter le rinté. Regarde-moi dans les yeux. Je deviens amnésique. Je crois que ton corps me rappelle des souvenirs d'Amérique. Bébé, là, j'ai envie de faire le Angela, 